The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I have Jim Gale. He is the founder and CEO of foodforestabundance.com. That's foodforestabundance.com. And what, what they do really well is they turn your high-maintenance shitty toxic lawn into a low maintenance delicious edible landscape to feed you and your family and to clean the air and beautify your home space and i'm sure it smells better too right oh my gosh (laughs) in every way it's a sensory experience that you cannot beat right smells and tastes and colors and all of it Uh, It's, it's it's the logical way of our future that's awesome so jim hey buddy thanks for coming on the show today i really appreciate you being here well, thank you, Tim. It's such a pleasure. And in our pre-interview chat, I am so excited that we met because what you've already done is what I'm just starting to do. And I, I've got a lot to learn from you. And I, I want to learn more about, about everything you've talked about at this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's anyway, awesome, good dude. Stuff. Yeah. So let's, let's um, like, guys, I, I really want you to stay around to the end of this because this one is a very self-empowering show. That's yeah. what it's going to be. Because we're going to take something that a lot of people aren't thinking about. like Because, well, a lot of people now are thinking more of it because they're concerned with the political environment and mask mandates and vaccines and travel restrictions. And some people are not going to get vaccinated. I don't blame them. And, they're, and, and food shortages. You know, you hear things like, you know, um, certain people, uh, very wealthy people are buying up huge tracts of farmland and probably not farming it or doing whatever they want with it um then um it's it's like the buzz is like food shortages are coming and they're already starting to happen in europe so you know number one man we have got all these landscape companies out there and and people taking care of their own lawns and what are they doing like with the space around a lot of the lawns are not getting used and they're spraying tons of cancer causing chemicals on their stuff i mean i say this all the time we're like every time i go back home Every time on the the TV, my mom and dad are in their 80s, and it's like, if you have been diagnosed with lymphoma and you've been exposed to Roundup with the main ingredient glyphosate, you may be entitled to compensation. So all these attorneys are spending big money to get you in. Like if you've used Roundup, right, around your house, spraying on your farm or your garden, and you've got cancer because they know it causes cancer, then you can sue and get a bunch of money if you're still alive, right? Or maybe the family can. But- it's still okay because it's in the home and garden center. You can go buy it and you can still pollute yourself and give yourself lymphoma so that you can call these attorneys later. So to me, the whole thing is crazy. And if you're not, if you're poisoning your yourself and your family and your community by taking care of your lawn and you're not even using it, what you're doing is the perfect partnership between humans and nature and getting back to that. So why don't you just go ahead and tell your backstory like, How'd you get into this whole thing? And and it's because it's pretty awesome. Yes. Well, so 14 years ago, um, I moved to Costa Rica after selling a mortgage company. It did really well. And I had a lot of time on my hands. And 
when I was in Costa Rica, some people were telling me some crazy stuff, like Building 7 was an inside job, 9-11, all these things. And I said, you're effing crazy. There's no way that's true. And then they pointed me into some directions, like um, the, uh, the architects and the engineers for 9-11 Truth and all these things. So I started researching. And at that time, I learned that the world is not like I thought it had been. I learned mm -hmm. that there are wicked people, there are poison producers in our world that, that really produce and even mandate poisons. And then those same people actually have industries that they control. And so at the same time is learning that there are these conspiracy theories out there. Sorry about that. This my little- Barely heard it, baby. Okay. Barely heard it, buddy. Um, <laughs> and so I was living in Costa Rica and I also had my first two daughters and life changes radically when you have kids. I've got four daughters now. And when I started asking new questions, like what's going on in the world and what's the world going to be like in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, what's the world of my grandkids going to be like? Mm -hmm. Well, I went through this cognitive dissonance period of kind of suckiness because I was studying the problem very intently for about two years. And then I also learned permaculture and I read Bill Mollison's quote, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. And I started sobbing because I'm an optimist. I love life. I love nature. I love people. I love our world. And when I read that, I started seeing a path forward. So I started studying and, and saying, what can I do to use all of my energy to help bring about this embarrassingly simple future. And that's really when I dove into permaculture. And uh, from there, I created a community in the mountains of Southern Costa Rica. The first thing I did was buy 3000 fruit trees. And I learned how easy it is to be food self-reliant. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Um, Funny story. I was in the mortgage industry for nine years too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Yeah. We have so many similarities. We were talking earlier. It's, it's we do. There's probably going to be a whole bunch more. I even have a gray shirt like yours. Just kidding. Well, it's kind of like it. But um, yeah, it's really exciting because you know when you have you know you have children and you start getting you know you take off the rose colored glasses and you finally start seeing things as they really are. You realize that we have some like it seems like insurmountable problems, but they're not. It's like the solutions are simple. And the reality is, it's really simple. Get the man-made toxic chemicals out of the body. Stop putting them in. Stop buying products and services from companies that have them in their products and services and get back to nature. That's it. It's just like, go back to nature. Take off your clothes, jump in the dirt and start healing. Get some sunshine on you. That's it. I mean, people don't realize like that is like medicine. That's what it's it is. So simple. And it's a spiritual medicine too. This isn't just what you're doing here is not just a you know, we're not a biophysical awakening to getting back to nature. But when you do that, in fact, every single person I've coached, and there's been over 600 people one-on-one -on -one, and tons of our clients that purchase our products around the world, tell us that as they started getting detoxed and as they started eating healthier, their spiritual awareness and connection grows. And it's always the case. So what, we're, what you're talking about, and like the same thing what we're doing over here is we're trying to raise people's consciousness. That's what it's, this is really about. You absolutely nailed it. What I'm talking about, I've been literally joyfully obsessed with these questions is how do we change the world? I think it was um, 
the Apple guy who said, um, the people who are crazy enough to think that they can, they can change the world are the ones who actually do. And I know we're going to change the world. In fact, in the last six months since we've launched our company, um, we are now in 15 countries and 40 states helping people grow food permaculture style, transitioning yards into highly functional edible landscapes, or like we used to call, or we like to call food forests. And not only are they doing it for themselves, but they see a clear path to freedom for humanity. What I'm proposing is freedom at the ultimate level. It's like this idea of the Garden of Eden, not the religious place, but the place of abundance everywhere being mm -hmm. a utopian fantasy. No, 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 no. It's the next logical step. It's simply how it should be when we get the governmente out of our heads and start doing things logically. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's just it's just so important the work that you're doing. You know, I was thinking about like you know, remember when the first uh, you know, COVID lockdown thing happened and and everybody was freaking out and toilet paper's flying off the shelves and people are buying up stuff because a lot of people are unprepared. They're very unprepared. And if electricity goes out, which could go out, we have blackouts all the time. It's happening all the time. AC can go out, heaters can go out, and people that are weak and elderly can die when that kind of stuff happens. But a lot of times people a lot of their food's going to go bad very quickly. I mean, yeah. average 70% of uh, Americans have about $400 in savings, you know, one, one uh, critical life event, and they're basically living hand to mouth, you know, on right. the streets. And um, it's the same thing with food. People just don't have a lot of food stored up. They don't know how to sort like truly healthy food. Nobody for the most part knows how to even sprout, just basically soak a seed or nut or grain or bean in water and turn it into a magical medicine that's going to you know radiate their body and give them you know i always tell people like if you want to be like food independent buy a lot of nuts seeds grains and beans put them in storage containers yeah. and get yourself an edible foraging handbook for like five six seven eight nine ten bucks from a used bookstore and now you're dialed right because you, people don't realize you can just go out in nature and there's like tons of stuff to eat but you're spraying them with roundup because you call them weeds but you know dandelions top six chinese herb it's it's in our green juice from it we do the dandelion extract in there highly concentrated why because it's so powerful it's a bitter we have 25 bitter receptors in our stomach one sweet receptor so bitters are good that's why we use it and it's like but we're we oh that's a weed get rid of it those are gross get rid of them spray them kill them poison and then poison everybody else poison the fish poison the amphibians poison us just to get rid of a weed that could heal us think about it's that yeah, it's and, and I th have been thinking about it so in depth for so long, and I've been asking what is the root cause of it, and then what's the solution of it. The root cause, it's good to know. I think it's valuable to know that there are people that want this reality to be because they profit from and control from this reality. Henry Kissinger said back 50 years ago, he said, if you want to control nations, control oil. If you want to control people, control food. Now, he was the head of the Council of Foreign Relations. That was not a, just a saying. That was a strategy that mm -hmm. they've used to decimate the family farm and even subsidize the removal of fruit trees all throughout the United States. And in this idea of weeds, of course, there are no mistakes in nature. There are no weeds in nature, right? Weeds are, a, it's a marketing term to get us to, to buy poisons. Yeah, yeah. Get them out of there. Everything's got to look perfect and neat. Right. And then, you know, then you're in the hospital with that perfect and neat lifestyle, getting uh, getting surgery to get a tumor removed, which is not the solution of why your tumor got there in the first place. 
it's because you had a really nice neat lawn yep. and it was sprayed a lot right i feel really bad for the farmers dude because i grew up in a farming community over in eastern oregon and i even around here where i'm in canby oregon i'm just south of uh, downtown portland about 35 minutes it's just right on the edge it's, i'm right on the edge of this farming community and i see these like guys driving through the orchard spring every spring you know and sometimes in the fall and you I mean, you see them all the time and you're just like blueberries they're spraying and they're spraying the, the peach the peach tree grower over here he's spraying and i'm like that son of a bitch is going to get cancer like he's gonna yeah. get it and he's a good decent person he works his ass off yeah. he's a good family member he would do you know, these decent people we're, we're decent people but the farmers have been duped to think that the only way they can produce and make money is to use chemicals and if they don't they're going to lose the farm and the, the whole system is set up to make them use it and it's scary for them to break free of that uh because they, they're afraid they're going to go out of business because the farmers really don't make a whole lot of money I, I know per acre, we can show them how they can 100x the amount of money they make per acre using this type of agriculture. Now, it's yeah. going to be a completely different way of growing. It's diversity. So when you go to market, it's a, it's a different experience. You don't go to market with one you know, truckload of wheat or soy or corn or peaches or anything. It's not monocultures are not natural in nature. It's diversity. That's the foundation of nature's strength is diversity and redundancy. And so that's what we teach is on our property here at Gulf's Landing, we're developing a completely off-grid luxury sustainable property. And every lot has its own complete food forest as well as water and energy. And on that, there's going to be a hundred different species of food growing at minimum on every single property. Dude, that's really cool. You know, our ancestors, um, from my research, ate on average over 300 different species throughout the year. That's awesome. 300. The average today, just if you look at foods, different food choices, it's about 52, 54. Wow. So we've went from a diverse plethora of nature where we're picking it fresh out there, you know, fresh picked, getting that living food into our bodies to cook processed irradiated pasteurized heated box can jarred you know yeah. high temperature nuked radiated like potatoes and um and there's only 54 of them yeah. so we've reduced it to what is that probably um a sixth of the amount of food we used to eat and then it's bastardized most of it yeah so we yeah. a sixth of it and it's what we are eating is all jacked up that's what it is and look at our health we are the sickest we've ever been as human beings we are de-evolving as a species and maybe we just shouldn't jack with our food and we should have go back to eating 300 plus species. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the indigenous people that are healthiest today and don't have any teeth issues and all kinds of stuff, they eat over a hundred different foods, over a yeah. hundred. Yeah. So why is this so complicated for people? Because they don't know. There's no awareness out there. You're not seeing it on Fox News or CNN like, hey, you need to eat 300 to 100 species and you'll have awesome health and you need to get rid of chemicals. If that was being blasted 24-7, then the news could actually help us, but instead they use fear mongering 24 seven to shut down the prefrontal cortex and put people in fear mode, get rid of your logic and do whatever you're told to do. Yeah. You know, chlorine in the swimming pools and fluoride in the water and fluoride in your toothpaste and all these agents that are used to dumb down people and take away their power, like take away their spirit. That's what I was saying when earlier, I don't know if we was before the show or whatever, or during the show. Um, but we were talking about as people get healthier and they get back to nature your spiritual connection either opens up for the first time and you get a hod and that leads you in a good direction. Or you're, if you currently have a spiritual practice, it will grow and manifest and get stronger and more warm and loving than you could even imagine. 
simply by changing the internal environment of this vehicle that you have that lets you uh, gives allows you to have this experience in this time space reality that we're having here on on the planet right now so looking at things as abundance and here for you rather than scared and fear and tactics and all this kind of stuff Exactly. And that going through that process, that's why it was kind of a crappy time because I was focused on the problem and I had fear because I didn't know the solution. What I love presenting to people, in fact, I had a doctor call me up a couple weeks back after one of our podcasts and she was, she, she said, Jim, I have for the first time in two years, I see a positive future. I see the potential for, um, for us to get through this mess. You know, and, and Tesla, I believe it was Tesla said, if you want to change the world, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, which is what mm-hmm. you're alluding to, Tim, is this idea of faith and courage and raising our energy. And literally, it is a vibration. Like meditation is the foundation of my life now. And feeling this, can you feel that? Can you hear that? Can you sense that? It's like some kind of universal energy that is palpable. And so raising that energy up is job one, because the ultimate control tool, the ultimate tool of enslavement is fear. Mm -hmm. And that's the metaphysical tool, right? The ultimate physical tool is the food supply. So when we, when you work with something like an abundant food forest, just by looking at it, you're literally going to raise your vibration. And that's a study fact, like that's peer reviewed science looking at a butterfly, looking at a forest, looking at a garden is going to raise your energy. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Let's do this, dude. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to get, we're going to show you guys like some of the problems and we've alluded to some of this already with, with what's going on in the current uh, landscape, no pun intended with our lawns, our front yards, our backyards, big ag farming, all these issues. And, um, we want to dig deep into that to give you guys the awareness of this. And then the last segment, we'll, we'll show you all the solutions. We'll be right back. Humans only use 10% of the brain, and that can't change no matter how much we try. But you don't need to limit your body to the same standards. Bring your cells to 100% with Green 85 Juice Formula. Replace 85% of nutrients your body needs to function to the next level. Our chemical-free juice formula is 100% organic, contains no stimulants, and is made right here in the USA. Visit ChemicalFreeBody.com and get Green 85 shipped right to your door. ChemicalFreeBody.com What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm so excited to have our guest, Jim Gale, in the house today. And um, what we're talking about today is very profound because we are going to empower you with your own food sources. But before we get to that, let's get into some of the problems that you've seen and how you started your company, um, Food Forest Abundance, um, by transforming lawns into uh, food production centers with nature. So what like think about this like just just go through it and like think about all the space used for lawns what's going on with it and big ag what are the what are all the problems that you saw so when i learned that there are 40 to 50 million acres of lawn in the united states alone and the lawn is the biggest user of human resources and poisons and chemicals of any crop and it does not provide food (laughs) i just like what the heck is going on here this is is insane And then when I really started dialing in on what a food forest actually is, people have all these BS reasons to not grow food. And I started digging into those 
reasons and the opposite of those reasons. And I used to, I, I point to the, the jungle down the street. I said, or the forest. I said, how much time have you spent maintaining that forest? And they, they go, what are you talking about? I don't maintain, nobody maintains the forest. Exactly, nobody maintains the forest. That's what a food forest is. When you have fruit trees and berry bushes and all of these perennials mixed into a system, then you, it is actually less maintenance than your lawn. Yeah. And it can provide food, not just as an annuals are great too. We should all have a combination of annuals and perennials, but you're talking about food for generations. You can leave a food forest if it's designed and installed properly for 30, 40, 50 years or 5,000 years, come back 5,000 years later, like the Amazon rainforest, which was a designed food forest. And now you've got a forest, a food forest. It's incredible. Dude, that's, like pretty massive I, I love these like i get these epiphany things these aha moments like 40 to 50 million acres of lawn this is just in the u.s yeah okay that's a lot and it, it has the most poisons and the most toxins used to keep it looking like it is yeah. uh, and we'll probably talk about um uh for some reason i'm thinking about golf courses and how toxic those things are but um and you get no crop yeah you get no crop. So 40 to 50 million acres of lawn in the United States, we use the most toxins and poison on them. And what do we get out of them? We let our kids and our little puppies roll around in it and poison them. It's a liability instead of an asset. That's right. It's not an asset. It doesn't last. So you're talking about creating food forests that have very low maintenance at all. Once it's yeah. set up, it's just pretty much a turnkey thing. And you just go out and pick food and eat food, which is what we're supposed to do and buy the, and get living it's like living food into your body, hormones, oxygen, phytochemicals, and enzymes, which is really cool. That's awesome, dude. So, um, well, what, what can you speak really quickly about just cause I brought it up, like, like how bad, cause it's, I know it's bad. Like nobody wants to drink the water out of a, a pond next to a golf course. How bad are right. golf courses? And so, yes. I mean, golf course, just a bunch of lawn and it's usually maintained with all poisons all the time. And they specifically design these crops to use poisons, So the crop and the poison go together, which is incredibly wicked smart business where you design the problem. You say, oh, here's the problem. You don't want a lawn that has anything else in it, but one crop. Like how did we get so tunnel visioned, right? Do we not like color? Do we not like smell? Do we not like butterflies and birds, right? And, and that's what this is. It's if you look at a square meter, a 3D square meter on, on your backyard, on your lawn. Of course, you've only got this much of any type of life. And it's one type of life. If you win the lawn contest of the year, right? And you're, you've got one type of life. And it's literally, it's a biological desert that you are creating and maintaining. You're literally part of the death cycle killing. Now, if you take a food forest or just any forest and you look at a 3D section, now you've got a thousand times more organisms, more life in that same size area. And so what's the solution? Let life have its way. And that diversity is the strength of our gut, of our minds, of our health, and of our whole society. Yeah, it really is. So this leads to the word permaculture. A lot of people are not aware of permaculture, um, how important it is. It's a big mission of mine. Um, Actually, what I want to do is I'm moving back to Eastern Oregon here. Um, I don't know if the next six to eight months. And one of my goals is, is to get a farm, another farmer, 
maybe my own farm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll probably just take somebody else who already got a farm and convert at least a small portion of it to permaculture. Awesome. Show them how to knock it out of the park financially, stop poisoning, get the whole farm done, and then start bringing them over as an example and start getting farmer. Before I die, I want to have my whole valley transformed into permaculture again because yeah. once people understand that it's less maintenance, highly profitable, people are searching for healthier foods more than ever. And, um, and then give them the education about like how diabolical the people are behind them that are selling them the chemicals and what they're actually doing to us. And then, and the farmers themselves, I mean, we have a farmer right down the road that, um, I mean, I can throw a rock twice and probably hit his house and he's got cancer now. And it's, and I'm like, do you spray glyphosate and Roundup? He's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Like yeah. he's spraying on the crops. Well, well, guess what? You know, you're spraying it on me too. Cause you know, I'm bringing that shit in. And yeah. so is there, and so is your granddaughter right yeah. but again these are good decent people and that connection has not been made it's just not there and it's really weird because you think you'd make the connection when you see the ads on tv for cancer for glyphosate yet you can still buy it and they're still spreading it i just it's just like it's it's uh, really 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 crazy to me so why don't you talk about permaculture yes. what is it and why is it so important Permaculture stands for permanent culture. It was originally meant to be permanent agriculture, but then it got a little bit more holistic. And it's a, it's a design science that designs in sustainable, regenerative food production systems for the most part. And now we're turning permaculture into a business model as well. Um, regenerative capitalism is a is going to be the solution to our problems at some level right there are many levels of solutions that all need to be implemented right now but capitalism which is the voluntary exchange of value is the solution as opposed to socialism or communism which are the forced and violent exchange of value right so we actually when our vibrations raise when we become aware that the ultimate selfishness is in the act of serving the, the in in the feeling of joy and love and abundance while we give through that feeling it's regenerative it's good and beneficial on every level and that is the voluntary exchange of value which we promote in, in our whole business model so it's permaculture um, applied to the ethics of perm permaculture applied to business yeah, and from a you know, for the scientific people out there listening, or the people that want to go deeper into this, um, when you look at soil, like every forest in nature is permaculture. Okay, let's just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. And what people don't understand, a lot of farmers don't get, is that when you till the ground up, which you think is a that's a great thing because you can plant these crops, you're actually destroying these bacteria in the soil. And these bacteria have a large part and they, they play a big part of taking nutrients from the soil and transporting them in through the root system of the plant. Like magnesium is an example. Um, episode 56, I had Kristen Bowen on. We've So many people are taking magnesium supplements today. Many of them are destroying their gut microbiome. Then actually a lot of it comes from the soil microbiome. That's another nutrient that we get from them, not just the soil microbiome transporting these nutrients like magnesium into the root system of the plant but the actual the, the bacteria in the soil themselves are nutrients for us that help us boost our immune system so we need those but when we till it we kill them and we they're not there for us and our gut and they're not there to transport these nutrients in and, and like what Kristen showed us was that 
the only way to get full red, red blood cell magnesium cell saturation levels today is to do these foot soaks. She's tested all of it. Wow. And a lot of these magnesium supplements are actually destroying the gut microbiome. So wow. by tilling the soil, we've created a problem. We've created magnesium deficiencies. Then we take magnesium and we're killing the what bacteria we have. Wow. You see what I'm saying? It's I like, I, it's I crazy what we, what we do, but we don't know. And people are taking supplements like these magnesium supplements. They're trying to help themselves. So this is magnesium that I spray on. Are you saying, is that okay as a spray? Do you think? Well, I, I can't read the ingredients, but if you're spraying right. it on, that's going to go transdermal, which is probably better. So it's not going through your gut. So it's not going to destroy the gut. Right. Okay. But a lot of people are taking oral ones. And then, you know, I used to use an oral magnesium supplement to unplug people basically. Cause we'd have a small percent. When I first started out, I had this, this formula. This is a highly concentrated green juice formula and it's so alkalizing and stuff. It'll start detoxing and actually cleans people out from the top down. It wasn't designed that way, but it's just, I just wanted to flood people with nutrients to replace the 85% missing in the soil. Yeah. But some people were so polluted. They would start de, you know, uh, uh, detoxing from the top down and then they would get plugged up. So for those people that were getting plugged up, I found this magnesium deal and they take it and the magnesium would turn into oxygen, just liquefy all the fecal material, everything, but it would take out their good bacteria too. Right. And they'd poop out their, they would like pee out their butt for five days. They're like, wow, this really works, you know? And, um, and then when I talked to our formulator, Dr. Treadway, I was like telling him what I was doing. He's like, well, it's actually crazy that what you put together is almost exactly what I was doing in my clinical practice for 10 years and how you're helping people. But Tim, the magnesium's a little rough on people. He's like, let's do something different. And Wow. And that's where we came up with our gut detox products. Very gentle for that kind of stuff. But my point is, is that everything is so inverted. People just yeah. don't know. So yeah. if you know that tilling the soil is yeah. and you're eating food from tilled soil, that's not optimal at all. Right. right. And then that leads to deficiencies. Then we try to replace these deficiencies in unnatural ways. Then we cause more problems. That's the thing. So we need to really get it's getting back to nature is the solution. So it you is. You guys are, are are living permaculture. You're teaching it. You're teaching diversity in plants. So, um, can you tell me a little bit more about this this community that you're building? And and it's really cool. Yeah, it it really is. So, I like blowing people's minds with what's possible. So we looked for a land here to develop a community with this theme of let's show people that it is not an outhouse in the woods with or a cabin in the woods with an outhouse that means off grid because right now when people think off grid every picture i've seen on facebook how would you like to live in this off grid home and frankly i would love to live in that cabin in the woods with an outhouse but most people wouldn't so let's show them what's possible so we're developing um, this community called Galt's Landing. It's got a private 400 acre lake with, we've got the only dock on the lake. It's got a runway, a mile long paved runway on the east part, uh, which we do not own yet, but we will in the, in the near future, I believe, um, where you can actually land your plane and park it in your garage, right? So we're going to blow the, the world, the mind of, of society away by showing people that all of our food, all of our water and all of our energy are gonna come from our property in a luxury setting. And then we're gonna show them that on 20 bucks, they can start their own garden. So it, luxury is just a means of getting people to be inspired, but it doesn't cost money to grow food. As you know, with your sprouts and, and I've done the same thing in my garage, turned my whole garage into a microgreens garage a few years back. It's incredible what you can grow on a two by a 10 by 20 
inch shelf with five layers. You can grow enough microgreens to have a salad every single day. And not mm -hmm. just any salad, like the most epic salad you ever had. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've made like, I got so into sprout salads. I mean, it was a core of my food was yeah. sprouts, yeah. like sunflower sprouts, pea sprouts, buckwheat lettuce, all these kind of things. And I would like, I, would, I didn't know what to do. And I'd go to family functions and things. So I just make this huge salad. And then when I get there, I just fill my plate up with it and eat my own food. Usually the stuff they had, I wasn't going to touch it once I got educated. Yeah. I mean, some of it a little bit, but, um, and then, you know, people would go over and they take a little bit of salad. Some people take more and they, they have their salad, they eat the rest of their food. And this went on for quite a few years. And then one time I just got really busy and I couldn't make it. And I, I thought I was like, I felt bad because I felt like I was pushing my thing on people and I felt bad because I wasn't eating their stuff, which I've totally gotten over that. Good and um which is great for me and for them yeah. so because we create that negative energy and it transcends to them anyway like i didn't bring a salad and everybody came up to me i was like where's the salad where's the salad what, let's you have the best salads ever and all of a sudden everybody was giving me all this feedback and like yeah we were looking forward to your salad that's why i love your salads and why are they so good i'm like because they're alive right it's, it's, they're fresh it's as fresh as you can possibly get i just cut it or these are actually alive right now while you're eating them right i go yeah. grow them in a glass jar or whatever yeah. so um that's and that's the cool thing is not only do you get healthy food but it's the best tasting food because it's fresh and the best chefs do that they have actually herb gardens in the restaurant where they pick them or they have the fresh herbs delivered daily that's how they get people raving about their food it's just fresh you want to eat a salmon that was right out of the river cut that day you catch it and eat it or you want to have one that's been frozen for two years which one do you think is going to taste better oh god and more nutrient dense yeah. i mean eating microgreens or sprouts it's like eating sunlight you just feel your energy rise yeah well you actually are eating sunlight yeah yeah <laughs> these, these photons that land from the sun on the leaf of a plant turn into electrons and you are actually when somebody said tim you're a a, a light being uh, a, a light electrical light being i thought it was like this person has lost their mind they're woo woo but it's not it's like the the sun rains down photons they're captured on the leaf of a plant via photosynthesis they're tuned into amino acids and fatty acids and and, and and all these things and and electrons they're electrons right and you consume Energy. living foods you're transferring electrons to your cells and you're charging yourself up and that's what you're experiencing there so yeah. i'm looking at your like plot plot map here and I see the house and the kitchen greenhouse and the trees all around and stuff like that. Is this, is this the model for the, for the, the community? It, it's, it's one of them. It's the basis for my uh, homestead. And we have since gotten some significant investment uh, from people. One fellow who I just love this guy, he owns companies all around the world. And he said, Jim, this is the most important mission in the world right now. And my resources are your resources. And it's, it's gone absolutely viral around the world, this idea. And by the way, it's not my idea, right? In fact, Victor Hugo said, there's one thing more, there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world. And that is an idea whose time has come. Mm -hmm. Well, the idea of abundance, like the Garden of Eden abundance is the idea whose time has come. And it's, it's just, it's the next logical step. Um, so yes, that is the foundation of my plot plan for our homestead with the food growing everywhere. That's awesome. Let's do this, man. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, I want to dive into the community and the solutions and that what you as, um, you know, just a 
an end consumer, but you know, more just a, a human being that would like to have something that's self-sustained, self-contained without having to go, you know, 5,000 miles up into the forest and be a hermit. Cause a lot of people think that's the thing, but you can literally take where you're at right now yes. and transform it. And you could be even in the inner cities. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 Liquid Drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Jim Gale. We're talking everything food, forest, and abundance. And that's his website, actually, foodforestabundance.com. So I'm looking at this plat map. So what you have here is you're creating a the uh, like never been done before, like super healthy, sustainable community where people can live literally off just the yard space around their house. I'm looking at your plat map here, and it's like there's uh, you know, a grapefruit tree and an orange tree and a lime tree and a peach tree and a mango and a lemon and olive and starfruit and, and short medicinal shrubs and flower pollen attractors and compost area and passion fruit and grapes and turmeric and yams and ginger and sweet potatoes. And there's a pond and there's a kitchen greenhouse and papayas and yuccas and kitchen herbs right off the kitchen. And it's just lavender, mulberry. You have all this stuff, ginger, all of it's growing on your own property. And I've been telling people for years, my goal is to get a property where I can literally grab a basket and go out and pick my food and sit down and have lunch. That's my goal. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what human beings, every single creature on this planet eats a 100% raw living food diet. They go out and they pick their food directly from nature, right from the source. And wild creatures have tons of energy. They're, they're amazing. And they're, they're evolving as a species. So for us to get back to evolving, you're actually doing that in the inner cities or wherever people want. Yeah, exactly. So when I created that exact experience where my wife and I would take our daughter and we'd go on a walk through our food forest in Costa Rica. And sometimes I'd bring a basket. Sometimes I would just load up my shirt like and I'd have everything <laughs> in there where I have like 15 pounds of stuff in my shirt. And, and it was, you know, it was a, a joyful, beautiful walk. Right. And so what I realized, though, is to this idea of creating all sorts of new communities is not the best idea for humanity. We have to bring these regenerative solutions to the backyard, to the existing communities all over the world. And when we demonstrate that it's better for the individual homeowner, the family on every single level, it's better for their wallet, it's better for their time savings, and it's infinitely better for their health. Literally, the return on investment on a food forest is way beyond money. It's a yield that is absolutely the difference between the life and the death of our society. Yeah, it's like a spiritual return. So yes. what you're, what, how do you guys do this? Like, let's say um, I live in Portland, Oregon, and I'm, you know, I've got like a lot, you know, and it's not a big lot, but I've got a lot and I've got some space do uh, you guys have like designers that help me design it all out? And then how does it, how, how do you go from somebody that says, Hey, I want to transform my polluted grass lawn. I'm going to, I'll keep a little bit of grass, but I want to have food. And I want to have herbs growing all over the place so I can go out and pick this stuff. I'm getting concerned about food shortages. I'm, 
I'm concerned about my health. I realize that um, fresh food is better. How, how does somebody go through that process? So everything starts with design. So if you're interested in that process, you can check out what we do on our website, foodforestabundance.com, and then start with the design for your backyard. And in that process, one of our designers will call you up and they'll gather all the relevant information, pictures and videos of your space, Google Earth, a survey or measurements if you have them. And then the, the zone is going to be very important. And also, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to accomplish? Nowadays, the food supply chain is in distress to the max. And a lot of people believe that it literally is going to be collapsed this year or next year. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Well, that means when the average American has three days worth of food in their pantry, that after three days, people are going to be starting to look for food. If they don't have it and the, if the stores are closed, well, they're going to start getting fearful. And we don't want that. We want to start conveying the solution out there, grow food. So that leads to annuals and perennials because perennials, which is what we focus on mostly, are plants that you plant once and they last, most of them last for generations. In fact, there's an olive tree on the Greek Isle of Crete that was planted over 2000 years ago. That's still producing olives to this day. Isn't that crazy? So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> It's awesome. So with perennials, we plant the annuals in that can usually, um, you can get a harvest or a yield from the annuals within 60 to 90 days. Some are 120, 180, but you get a fairly quick return. So a combination of annuals and perennials are what we advocate for. And of course, it depends on the client's goals and needs as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So somebody calls in, they the designer helps them design everything. They got the design. Now, who 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 builds it? Who, yeah. who who does the planting? Who does that kind of stuff? Can the consumer do it themselves? Do you have a program for that? Or if they're like, hey, I want to be part of it, but I don't want to do all of it. I want help or I want all in. Do you guys have different levels or how does that work? Yes, all of the above. So our design comes in what's called a food forest blueprint. It's a 45 page document that gives you all sorts of details on what makes a functional food forest. And within that document is your specific custom blueprint. Now, once you get that, you can DIY it. It's actually fairly easy because it gives you the layers of soil, the soil amendment, the mulch, and exactly what pollinator attractors, what nitrogen fixers, and what types of fruit trees and berry bushes, roots and tubers, vines, all go in and exactly where they go. Right. And it's art. It's not as much of a science as a lot of people think. I mean, it is a science. It's incredibly complex, but you don't have to know all that. Nature does all the work. Mm -hmm. Once you get it in there, if you want, we also have a food forest cooperative network all over the United States and now going all over the world. And our co-ops, in fact, if you want to be in the business of helping people grow food, installing food for us. It's a very profitable and timely business right now. It's like landscaping. So you get about a 40% margin plus your, um, plus your labor and you can help people solve the biggest problems of our world. And so, yeah, so we could do it all. We could do a part of it. Or if you don't have any money, we can just help you because our values align first with we have to change the world. Mm -hmm. And second, we have to make it profitable, but Again, first, we have to help people grow food. So, yeah, because like I was telling you before, I had a gal that had this idea back in 2011. She's like, I want to do this and show people how to grow food, but she never followed through on it. 
you did, you know, that's the difference is taking action. But um, I remember her talking about like, or somebody else was doing it too, or something like that, where it was like, they would come in and they would do all the work, but then they got 50% of the yields. They signed a contract for X amount of time. And then that's what they would do. They would help them set it up. They would just come in and get the yields every year. So they were going out and building crops in town and then selling it back to food co-ops and stuff like that. That's is awesome. that is that similar? Or? No, it's well, it's not similar. The customer gets all of the yield unless they do a financing program with us. And we are implementing that as well. Food forest financing or financing freedom is what it really is. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah. And so in that model, I would actually love to study what you're just talking about because we are going to allow people to um, our financiers to finance the installation of food forests and the yield not can come back, not just in cash, if the customer, let's say, doesn't have the cash, but they have an excess of food, the, the return can come back in food. So that's one of the things we are putting mm, into this. That's really system. cool. That's really awesome, man. This is so cool because it's like, like it just, I remember reading an article one time. It said apples, apple, you know, apples will always outperform apple stock. And then they, they did a synopsis on an apple that's orchard. So cool through, you know, for the last 20, 30 years or whatever versus, yeah. you know, Apple stock and Apple stock, you know, is like through the roof and all this stuff, but just having an Apple orchard has will always outperform for a return on investment, Apple stock. Yeah. I, I, that is one I've heard similar things and I want to get that science because that's one of the things I love to do is I love to take all these little tidbits of knowledge that have been proven by the permaculture experts around the world for decades and i want to get those to to you know because sometimes people have a certain belief system that stops them from doing the next logical step our my joyful obsession is to bust through those bs belief systems yeah and what now for somebody living in an apartment complex you know that doesn't have any land what i would suggest is like go door knocking and find somebody that's got a big lawn and find it find a couple and say hey look I want to come in and this is what I want to do and share it with them. And like, I want to be a part of this. I'll come in and help install it. I'll come in. I just want to be part of the yield for me and my family. We live in an apartment and help them. And then guess what? You're bringing community together too. People are getting to know each other. You know what I mean? It's those interconnections that are so important. People coming together. Um, what would you suggest for people that don't have land that would like to do something like this? Oh gosh. It's so funny. You're saying all this stuff because you're so much in alignment with what we are doing right now. We are actually donating designs and creating um, systems whereby we're installing food for us at multiple churches, at schools, at food banks, community centers. And it's, a way it fits in every layer of our business because it becomes a demonstration tool. It becomes a marketing and inspiring tool and it brings the community together to educate about how easy it is to solve what is the world's biggest problem. Like the, yeah. when we have food instead of lawns, at least 50% of our lawns, it, even if we did 10 or 15%, it would make a massive impact. But I want to go 50% of the American lawn back into food forest. We literally reverse mass extinction. We reverse deforestation, cancer, diabetes, heart disease. All of the biggest problems of our world can be solved with this idea. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So we have all this land. It's, it's obviously it's not being used well. This, this system you're putting together, 
is a way for people to transform it. I think the biggest hangup people are, are having on this is that they, they believe in, cause I, I've, you know, uh, we've had a large garden and it was a lot of freaking work. So again, I know you've alluded to it, but I want to speak directly to that. So if you're the listener going, well, this sounds great, but I don't have time. I'm too busy and I'm not a, I'm not a green thumb. Um, I would mess it all up. What do you say to that person? But they might have a desire to do it, but they realize I don't have time. I don't want to make, I don't want to get out there and do it. And it's, it could cost too much or whatever. What do you say to that person? I would like to use two examples. Okay. Let's take a fence. Many people have fences. If you planted grapevines at the base of your fence and several every 20 feet along your fence. Now within two to three years, your whole fence is turned green and it is a food fence. It's going to be a more beautiful buffer. It's going to attract butterflies and habitat. And it's also going to provide free food. So every fence should be a food fence. And how much maintenance is that once you plant it and get it established, which takes like 20 minutes, zero, it's zero maintenance. Same thing. Let's take one peach tree or one apple tree. I mean, I'm sure everybody has had the experience when they're a kid, especially of going to the neighbors and taking an apple off their off their apple tree, right? How much maintenance does that apple tree take? And now imagine the ground underneath the apple tree isn't typically lawn. Usually that there's some apples down there and it might be a sparse lawn, but it's actually less maintenance because now you don't have to mow that whole area. So when we use perennials, they are actually less maintenance than a lawn. And when we combine the plants to mimic a natural system where the pollinator attractors, the nitrogen fixers, and the soil builders are all in the same general area, then it's as much maintenance as the jungle down the road. That's awesome. You just brought up something. What is, I'm going to type this in right now, see if I, what is the largest organism in the world? Is it the mycelial network? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the, here it is. The, the largest organism in the world, according to, uh, it's the aspen tree, oh. whose colonies of clones can grow up to eight kilometers, five miles long. And the largest such colony is uh, is Pando in the Fish Lake National Forest in Utah. So it's a tree, right? It's a yeah. forest and it has this underground connections and it's just all over the place. Yeah. Um, it's it's magic the mycelial network the communication between plants is way beyond our comprehension well that it's crazy oh and then there's yeah there's another one called the honey mushroom and it says this one is the largest so it kind of depends but it's either a mushroom fungi or tree there's like there's micro micro organisms underneath there so it's it's under the ground it's in the dirt it's in the woods that's where we need to go and what you're doing is you're just delivering that back to the inner city getting people away from spraying a bunch of toxic crap all over their lawn and themselves yep. and worrying about food, taking away the fear that's like, Hey, all I got to do, I got, I got food out there. I can just go pick food and eat food. I don't have to worry about this stuff. Everybody's going it's, around like crazy. It's that easy. It's literally that easy. When we start now and we, in this generation is the time we start planting food everywhere, perennials everywhere. You'll be able to walk out your door half the year at minimum or depending on where you're at, Florida, all year long, and there'll be food growing. And it yeah. won't just be any food. It'll be healthy food. Yeah. And then and then we'll teach you how to grow sprouts, and then you'll be yes. completely set. Just like you, you have your microgreen garden. Yeah. The tw- it's, it's 24-7, right? 365. It's just it, 24-7, 365, food abundance, healthy food, life abundance. That's awesome. 
Well, Jim, do you have any parting words for our listeners about um, just anything in life in general or your, your company, whatever you'd like to share? Yeah, I do. Um, I just want to share one miraculous situation because I believe in cooperative incidences all over. So we launched on Earth Day, um, the Dell Bakery with the High Wire did a show, a 33 minute segment on us, positioning us as the solution to a lot of these tyrannical problems out there. Since then, we have grown rapidly. And two of my favorite shows of all time, one was the Crocodile Hunter, the other one I can't mention the name, um, but the, the producer of the Crocodile Hunter and the primary actor of the other TV show both called me within about a 48 hour period. And the producer said, I wanna shine a light on you and your vision for society as the next Steve Irwin or the Steve Irwin of permaculture. And this, this actor who I love this guy, um, we did a pilot last week and we built on film for a pilot for a TV show, the most epic food forest I could ever, I couldn't even imagine this myself. It took a team. We built a vineyard and a huge medicine wheel with a Chinese theme, a Mexican cantina theme and a food forest. And it's all coming to the big screen here. Um, well, probably early next year. Oh, that's really awesome, dude. That'll be helpful when you have that, you have that, um, People like to sit down and watch documentaries and watch movies and stuff like that. So this will be a good one, though. A husband and wife can sit down with the kids and watch it, and then they can look at each other and like, let's do it. Let's build a food forest. Yeah, it's easy. It's we can do it. We can do it. Yeah, and it's like that'll that'll be able to work for you twenty four seven, and then just you can just start helping people one after another and grow on, and then they can learn how to do it, and then they can tell their neighbors like, just watch this. We'll help you. We just did it. We'll we'll do it, and then then building the community, building connections, and then growing food forest, food forest, food forest. Before too long, it'll be, um, you won't be in the inn if you don't have a food forest. That's the shift we're, we're manifesting in our be society. Like, you'd be like the black sheep on the society out there. Yeah. You'd be going outside in the middle of the night with your <laughs> roundup, spraying your grass and running back inside and hiding because you feel bad. Yeah, I love it. I love it, dude. That's the shift we're going to manifest because it's logical. It's, the, it's just the next logical step for humanity. That really is. That really is. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. I will do everything I can to support you and your movement. And, and, and it's basically, it's our movement. It's everybody's listening movement. This is like, it's nature. It's like, we're just trying to bring awareness to it and get, give people solutions so they can plug back in. So thank you so much. And you guys can check him out at foodforestabundance.com. That's foodforestabundance.com. That's Jim Gale, founder and CEO of that company. And, uh, Wow, it's pretty awesome. So for those of you um, listening around the world, if you're concerned about like, you know, food shortages and stuff like that, we, we've, we've talked on this podcast many times about growing your own sprouts and stuff. And, I, and you can do that 365 days a year in your own home. You don't even need soil. You can, a lot of these can be grown in just glass jars. All you need is a little bit of water and, um, and you can do that. But for those of you, I could take it to another level, which I think is a really good thing. And you really want to make a difference, not only in your health, but in your community in this world. It's like get involved in growing a food forest um, on your property or go meet with somebody that does or go talk to your church or go talk to your school. And um, and Jim will help you pimp it out. Right. Let's do it, Tim. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So uh, thank you guys so much. My listeners out there, we love you so much. I uh, appreciate you guys. Um, our, our, our listenership keeps growing. So thank you. Um, for those of you that are new, please sub- subscribe share these episodes. Um, I believe like quite a few of them like this one. These are some life-changing stuff that we're trying to bring to you. And, um, you know, that's what we're all about. We're, we're about going beyond left and right, beyond black and white, uniting 
working class people all over the world. And I think that if people realize that the working class people in the United States and the working class people in Afghanistan and the working class people in Japan and Venezuela and Taiwan and all over the world, Australia, we all have more in common than you could possibly imagine. It's just a small percentage of certain people that are pull the purse strings that have pitted us against each other. And they, they want us to stay in that dialectic of, you know, left versus right and black versus white and mask versus anti-mask. And we need to break through that paradigm and go get rid of these dialectics, these fake problems and these fake solutions and get down to the real problems and the real solutions. And the real problem we're talking about here today is public health. Yeah. Right. And what, Jim is doing is, and what we're talking about is infrastructure. And right now we have a D minus in infrastructure. So creating a new infrastructure around your home is a way you can do something on a micro level. And as more of us do that, the culmination of that is how we change everything. And that's how we're going to do it. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 